Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of A Thousand Shades of Green, a literature podcast celebrating contemporary poets and writers. I'm Susan Richardson, your host and author of the poetry collections Things My Mother Left Behind from Potter's Grove Press and Tiger Lily, an ekphrastic collaboration with artist Jane Cornwell, published by JC Studio Press. I also write the blog Stories from the Edge of Blindness. Today, I am thrilled to share with you the incredible writing of Sue Finch. Sue likes all kinds of coasts, peculiar things, and the scent of ice cream freezers. She lives with her wife in North Wales. Her first published poem appeared in a new Manchester alphabet in 2015, while studying for her M.A. with Manchester Metropolitan University. She won second prize in the Wild Words Single Poem Contest in 2020 with Flamingo, a poem which then went on to be included in her debut collection, Magnifying Glass, and to be recorded for IAMB. Her work has appeared in a number of online magazines, including The Interpreter's House, Ink, Sweat, and Tears, Dear Reader, One Hand Clapping, and Ice Flow Press. I discovered Sue's poetry through my favorite poetry podcast, Eat the Storms, and from the first line, I fell in love with her writing. There is something pure and luminescent about Sue's poetry, and even in her darker pieces, she brings light, somehow offers safe haven between the lines. Her language is an exploration into the complexity of life's moments and its silences, while offering an accessible hope and a feeling of inclusion. Her poetry is joy and pain. It is the enormity of living that resides in small and quiet spaces. It is the stars in the sky. It sparkles. Sue sparkles. For today's first piece, I've chosen Sue's poem from the inaugural issue of The Storms. It's called Her Skin. On warm summer days, the scars on her arms conjure up spiced cinnamon. She pushes her nose into those pink-white constellations set among the tan and breathes slowly in. On cold nights, thoughts of metal axe heads send shivers of warning. Two hands, an axe must be gripped by two hands. She feels sorrow for the fingertip that was yellow-bagged or burnt or both. Her mother tells her she cried when she heard she was no longer complete. To know that she was once considered perfect has her in awe.
For today's second poem, I've chosen one that was published in Ink, Sweat, and Tears at the end of 2023. It's called The Stars Are Clays. Because I didn't listen in science or had forgotten that stars were big balls of gas, I told you that under a silenced moon, an unnamed god had taken aim, then fired. I told you that they followed each upward trajectory after hearing someone's cry of pull. I said the stars are clays held by the galaxy to pattern the darkness for you and me. They have been shot into smithereens and are shining there now for us. Even though I knew the sun was a star, that the shine had something to do with immense pressure, changing hydrogen to helium, even though I could have told you that there were hundreds of billions of them out there, I didn't. All I was actually sure of was that I needed to stand in the darkness with you. Will you lift your eyes and look with me? So the rest of this episode's poems are all from Sue's collection, Magnifying Glass. And this first one is the opening poem. And I have to say, it's one of the most brilliant opening poems of a collection that I've ever read. It's called Descendant. I am descended from smugglers. I hold the darkness of tunnels inside me. Hushed voices past midnight alert my ears. I am descended from strong-armed men, the readers of the sea. I am descended from those who roam. I hold the restlessness of wild words. Dawn hours tempt me with their offers of peace. I am descended from storied women, the tellers of old tales. I am descended from the unknown. I hold on to sunsets, dark dreams, and forests. Reckless whispers ride my thoughts, the essence of my being. This next one is called, The Seventh Car Will Be His. Only when her brother came to kneel too, could she exhale the sigh that needed to escape from the jail of her too taut lungs. It will be all right, he said, sparing her a glance. Are you sure? she asked, not looking. The seventh car will be his replied. Silently, she stared, watching all movement. Next door's Taddy Tabby sat on the curb, washing methodically behind his ears. 
a crisp packet, encouraged by the wind that brought the rain, turned a somersault, and she wondered if it felt its freedom. Time had halted in their house since last night. She knew she did not want to see the truth. The truth was hanging in the garden shed, the dead rabbit waiting to be skinned, claret red blood dropped from its nose, supposedly concealed by half a blanket. Multiples of seven came and went. They sat watching, waiting, not yet crying, suspended like the lifeless hanging pet. This next piece is titled Siren Song of My Mother. The siren song of my mother calls me. Her long notes pierce the unfocused night. I am weighted but pulled towards the sea. Slices of waves jeweled under lunar light shine before clouds shroud her as I begin to swim. Riding the waves, the music brings calm. I want to sit with her, limb touching limb, as sea salt stiffens the hairs on my arms. Separated by birth and then by time, I need her to encircle my whole being. I want to know that I was hers and she was mine. Yet the song that she keeps on singing is a melody in vowels now, no words. I see only sharp shadow rocks, not her. This next one is called Do Not Coffin Me. Lay me on a wooden platform, flat on my back. Let my hands be gently clasped. Rough and ready planks are fine, as long as they are splinter-free. Do not coffin me. Set me on rollers so I'll glide with the slightest push. Kiss the pads of your fingertips. Set me off with this touch and remember how much we loved. Do not coffin me. You do not need to screen the flames. Feet first, I'll take the force of their heat to set me sitting. Let me ride the ultimate ghost train facing my shadowless future. Do not coffin me. Burn me to ashes, make me weightless and free. Do not send me down where flesh swells and rats argue over eyes. I do not want to be a feast for worms that suck. Do not coffin me. Once I am gone, make it quick. Send out a prayer for what I was. Let me be light so I am in the air. Wait for me to float in and out of your memory. 
so the final poem I chose to read from Magnifying Glass is called She Came Late to Summer. She came late to summer, had waited for a hand to fit hers exactly. Fingers linked to fingers, she was led through dunes across rippled sand to sea's edge. There, as gently foamed waves breathed, in, out, in, sun-warmed shoulders began their unstiffening. The sun, the salted water, that mouth, those eyes, had her barefoot, ankle-deep, smiling. So for today's closing poem, I've chosen a piece from my first collection, Things My Mother Left Behind. It's called Pristine. She was tall but not willowy, legs like twigs, ankles that fought against the wind. She was obsessed with her teeth. Twice a month, she boarded a train to New York, bound for a world of dental hygiene and men wielding melodious drills. She kept a toothbrush in her purse to clean her teeth after every meal, flossed with vigor and avoided sweets, determined to defy the imminent death of her incisors. Her best dresses stayed pressed and crisp in her closet, saved for dental excursions and funerals. Most days she was mean, bitterness dictating the scowl on her face. But every month on those two days, you were guaranteed to see her smile. Her mouth was pristine. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Thousand Shades of Green, celebrating the luminous poetry of Sue Finch. It has been my privilege to read her beautiful work. You can find out more about Sue in the show notes and on my website, floweringink.com. Don't forget to take a minute to follow, rate, and comment on our podcast. We will be back next Friday with a brand new episode. A Thousand Shades of Green was created and presented by me, Susan Richardson. All artwork was created by Jane Cornwell. A Thousand Shades of Green is produced by Joe Richardson.